0: Thanks. Hello everybody, welcome to Wombat Radio. <laughs> Today we're chilling with Courtney Hsu on the side of the road, sitting on the ground. <laughs> Hi Courtney. Hello. <laughs> um, so we're in Canberra, because you're dancing in a show, but can you tell me what else you've been thinking about and working on and working through and what keeps bugging you, what's uh, on your mind?
1: Mm. I've actually been thinking a lot about being a dancer because I feel like I came out of uni as a shit dancer, mm. and so it's a shame. And so Not stuff, uncommon though. So I was like, Nah, I'm choreographing. I can't do the other stuff. And then gradually it swapped around. So now I'm dancing more and being paid more to dance than make. And I've been thinking a lot about how and why. And I think. Um, the way I think I'm slow to learn things in my body because my brain thinks it's un- it understands, and then it blocks. Yeah, that's what I've come to. At the moment, that's what I'm thinking about.
0: Sometimes the um, the mm, the reason it takes longer to learn something is because you're actually learning it, not just approximating it. Mm. It takes a lot less time to approximate than it does to completely embody, I think.
1: (laughs) Yeah, no, I agree.
0: But, um, so what does that mean? You are a dancer or you are a choreographer or you are rad and then you do (laughs) both of those things?
1: Um, I think I do a mixture. I Mm. don't think I'm either one wholly and... I also think that teaching's heavily informed both of the other practices, ah, particularly doing this. my dip-ed. Um, I think before I did my education study, I wasn't so good at understanding what I was doing. Still, I still—I don't think I know it as it is, but I think I'm learning about... I think in the beginning it was more, much more intuitive, but mm. I didn't know how it was functioning. Like, say, if I was making a piece, blah, blah, blah. And then... After having to learn about breaking it down to deliver it to children, I became much better at communicating with other people as well.
0: <laughs> well that's the trap of um, natural talent, though, isn't it? That if you can, if you can just do something, you don't know how it is or what it is that you're doing. Mm. But if you have had to work out how to do something, yeah.
1: Hmm.
0: Um. What. What are you, what are you dealing with when you choreograph, or when you're dancing for other people's choreographies?
1: Um, in terms of pieces that I'm working on at the moment.
0: I guess, yeah. Or forever. You know, some people make one piece; they just make it in many iterations. Yeah,
1: yeah. Um, when I'm making, when I'm choreographing on myself and doing my own work, which I find really difficult because I think I understand things visually much. More sooner Um, so when I make on myself at the moment it's um, themes and ideas that are coming from me if that makes like from experiences and being in place place heavily influences what I do I think and trying to like not um, trying to transport a place that I've been in at a very particular time and how and how I can put that on a stage or in another place and be like accurate in how I'm presenting it so that a viewer or audience member might feel like they're there or feel things from that place, even though they haven't been there. Um, I don't know how, but <laughs> that's what I'm thinking about. Um, and yes, so experience heavily impacts what I dance. If in other pieces, people's pieces at the moment, I've been in quite. A, a couple of Femme Power pieces uh, with the same people <laughs> some other dancers at the moment and so Narada Mate, Claire Marshall both of those people I've been dancing for Liesl Zink, so she's looking more into political pieces yeah
0: Do you feel um, like an embodiment of Femme Power?
1: <laughs> <laughs> no not <necessarily. laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> we are just talking about how you really understand things intuitively, and if you've been steeped in that over a long enough time. I'm wondering mm. how that's sitting in your body and how that's altering how you move through the world.
1: Um, both works that um, they look at, like certain so narratives looking at how. The female body's been observed and presented and represented and interacted with, I think. Um, so that is more based on how we... I think the movement's come from how um, we've existed in the world and our experience is more that uh, I don't know, so it's more of a reflection than uh, like presenting this idea. Um, and Claire's as well was looking back at females over time and how they've been looked at. So I don't know if,
0: It's quite possible that in the future, when people are looking back at females through time, you will be one of those females that they will look back at as to how how they were dancing or how they were presenting themselves in their own works and own choreography.
1: Mm.
0: What about your own piece that you made recently?
1: Um, What's
0: that busy with? my solo mm.
1: I was busy with a lot of things
0: <laughs> so it was very busy it was
1: very busy mm. uh, so at last year I spent two and a half ish months in Israel I went over to do the Gaga and Becheva intensives and then the Vertigo Dance Company intensive um, and I think being there heavily impacted what I make and how I exist everyday life as well (laughs) because it's such a strong place. It feels like everything's intensified, like the way that people interact, the landscape, the fact that they're in conflict constantly. And even though we felt very safe there, that you const- the news is always like Syria sent more into the Golden Heights. scars is be- sent a missile in yesterday. There's a terrorist on, and we've shut the transport system down for a few hours. You know, so the whole time we were there, stuff was happening, but we never ex- felt the um, felt it. I think because the you see military people on the street all the time. Everyone's been trained, so it feels very safe just to be walking around and going to cafes, going to the beach, blah blah. blah. You can't, you don't necessarily notice that tension, but every, yeah, everything definitely feels amplified being there, the landscape um, as well. Um, so
0: this fed into your solo. Soul, right? Yes,
1: that's. Um, the solo was uh, when I presented. It came directly after a trio, and the trio was looking at conflict situations, so a conqueror, conquered, and an observer or a visitor, as well as the audience being a part of that little mix. And so that was ideally was informed by being in Israel, but wasn't necessarily meant to represent that conflict. Um, I was hoping that the situations you're viewing as an audience member could be. Transported to any conflict situation, so it could be relatable, even like internal family or sister or mm-hmm. brother or. Um,
0: You've had some of those experiences.
1: On and off, not so serious. Um, and so the solo was ideally I wanted it to be a that it was zoomed into then a more personal look at conflict. Mm. Um, I was. Dealing, I wanted to be very honest, and I wanted it to be doing the material and not necessarily dancing material, which I think we also talked about after you viewed it, Matt. Um, mm. And so... Not a, not a
0: representation, but no. some kind of state or...
1: And the feedback I that I... Sorry.
0: Yeah, no, that's
1: it. The feedback that I got was actually linked to that, so I was really excited that that had come across. Um, so people were saying things like, it looked real, it felt true, and blah, 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 words like that. Um... So I was trying to be very vulnerable in this space and to just be in front of people. That was... Um, so in terms of the conflict that I was looking at, it was like trying to be other things. And like as you grow up, people are like, you should be this. What well, other labels that people put on you So I was looking a little bit at that. I was looking a little bit at the idea of journey, even though it sounds like it's very done and done and done. Um... And Yeah, I put soundtrack wise so though it- Tel Aviv sounds from Tel Aviv just being on the street in reverse so it has kind of this space agey sound like traffic driving past in reverse is great. Um there were also I added like air sirens to it over but increasing intensity but I didn't really respond to it physically so it was as though like this idea of continuing to go through daily life and that you do have to persist and just keep going and on and on and keep at what you're trying to do. Um, despite other things that might be going on around you, which feel, felt relevant in that there's, big, there's this big sense of hopelessness with what's happening internationally on a global scale, I feel. Mm-hmm. Um, not necessarily for everyone, but I feel like I'm in conversation with people about it pretty regularly. Um,
0: but there's a yeah. sense of despair or something. Mm. Mm. Yeah. Or exhaustion.
1: Yeah, from, yeah, from it. And from then urgency. Just keep going.
0: Yeah, maybe the journey thing though, maybe the reason it keeps getting done is because we're still existing through time. Yeah. And journey is a way to humanize time.
1: Yeah, it's nice. Mm.
0: And a lot of the acts of, like the only way that we can understand something is to humanize it. Yeah, yeah. Or, or the only way that we can feel comfortable or safe or whatever.
1: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> hmm.
0: Um, How did it, it feel, inside, from being inside the work?
1: It felt really good to do in front of people. It was the first time that I've been on stage in... Oh, I felt... I wasn't fearful at all. Often there's a lot of like, oh, I'm going to forget this, blah, 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 which feels very childlike, but I still have it. It was the first time that I entered and felt like I could achieve everything I wanted with each moment in time, mm. and that I could be inside of it and was present... Ah, oh, not presenting, that's the wrong word but I felt like I could show everything that I've been thinking about yeah, when so I was performing it. Um,
0: it is all there with you. Yeah. Speak, it?
1: Yeah. And there was a lot of thinking that went into each moment <laughs> and, so, and I was often trying to do a lot of things at the same time. And people could see that they could see like in terms of physic- the physicality that because I tried to lay like three or four things, uh, tasks for myself to achieve in particular moments. So it wasn't overly set choreography for most for the most part. Um, that you can see the conflict in attempting to do those things and failing
0: <laughs> yeah and the, the pluralism in or the nuance or the self-contradictory nature of our belief systems and efforts mm. and how often we work against ourselves yeah or yeah
1: yeah um it ended with um, some text that I wrote after being in Israel. And I think like, I didn't want it to end in a really like, in a dark or negative place when it felt like it was pretty heavy, a lot of sections of it. So I think the text, I, I was aiming for it to be a little bit more about light and connection. And yeah, um, and so it just finished with a minute and a half of text as the lights went out. <laughs>
0: That's nice. What would you say on the the broadest, most zoomed out sense that you're doing?
1: In day-to-day life?
0: In the world. In the world. What is what you're doing doing?
1: Um, I think I'm most interested in connecting with people. And over time. (laughs) So and i think i'm doing that through this dancing business and oh, and yoga so through the body like
0: mm, kind of mm, mm, mm.
1: and it's conversation nice.
0: this um over time could be uh, like a through time or it could be in the way that we use the term like let's meet over coffee
1: Oh, yes yeah,
0: so nice. we're connecting over this thing that yes. we re- we have to all exist within called time yeah mm. um, and then what about super super zoomed in yeah very Functionally, what, what are you doing? Like, what do you do?
1: Um, I've been working, I think, since finishing high school at not being preoccupied with pleasing people and with success in how I used to measure it. And so this has been a very ongoing <laughs> exploration, <laughs> no, <laughs> learning. Um, and so I'm trying to stay busy with these things, of dancing, making, teaching. And primarily, like, I worked out that I mainly travel to do a dance-related thing, and I like, find it difficult to justify otherwise. Mm. Um, not always, but it'll begin with that reason and then I'll take time inside of it to explore a bit more maybe. Um, Yeah. I think at a zoomed in level... What am I doing? I'm trying to learn new... Pretty... Yeah, I don't know. Just keep on learning. (laughs) It sounds really silly, but that's... I really am invested in it, knowing more about different things.
0: Mm. How do you... um, keep putting yourself in places where that's going to happen. saying
1: I like to try to keep myself as available as possible to say yes, to, like if things come up, mm. like farming.
0: <laughs> Tell me more about
1: this. <laughs> uh, the past three years, I've spent two weeks to a month working on my godfather's farm and initially it was bananas and now pawpaw and pawpaws and then also limes and he has two farms it's in far north Queensland. I get to live with my grandparents while I'm doing it and I got to do things like outrigging training in the afternoons and teach yoga to the outriggers and just be in that place and stay with my aunties and they'd take us exploring different waterfalls or fishing or... Uh, yeah. It's really great. I love it. <laughs> I think I'm a sucker for working in a team, so being and being outside, so farm work. Even though and that it's hard work, which I also enjoy, like being completely wrecked from being outside and doing a repetitive task all day, <laughs> and then just going home and sleeping. It's glorious, and I like that it's different to what I would usually do. And I feel like it's grounding a little bit more because yes, you are in amongst growing things. And you're looking at how food gets to your table, which you can get be really detached from. Mm. And there's things like crocodiles in the river down below. (laughs) Like, where? Yeah, Mm. so great. And 900 mil of rain over three days. (laughs) Yeah.
0: It sounds like most of what you um, like the state of uh, Ultimate, the state of when Courtney is at her ultimate is wonderment. <laughs> and, and like a little bit of unknowing or a little bit of confusion. Yeah. <laughs> but, or, or novelty. Something
1: yeah. I like think something so.
0: that's a little bit new. Yep. That you can't be in
1: the mind state of, I know this. Yeah. Yeah, because I think once you decide you know something, then you stop learning about it, right? That's a pretty common phrase or saying that people like to use, but it feels <laughs> accurate for me, at least. Yeah, once I decide, I th- know about it, I stop learning about it.
0: How did you make your decisions when you were making your solo and your trio? How did you know what was right and what was wrong and what, what to be sensitive to and what you are listening to?
1: Um... The trio... I'll talk about it first, because it came first. That... uh, I think... I knew it... uh, In terms of how I made it, it's a lot of, again, overlapping instructions. Not necessarily improvisation scores, because it ended up looking a very similar way each time, but yes, layered instructions that they were trying to achieve. Mm. Um... Uh, it sounds, um, mm, I was, when it made me feel a certain way, that's when I knew it was right, but then, or had, to, when I had some kind of reaction watching it, mm. I think that's when I let it settle more, um, and then we'd shift it again if the dance kind of became really like used to doing it or comfortable inside of it, because then it lost that little edge of working for something and fight almost, mm-hmm. um. Especially when it was all that conflict, I still needed them to be really present in it and aware of each other. Um, we did things like swap all of the dancers, because the roles were kind of based quite closely. Like, it came from them in a lot of places, so we'd, at one point we swapped everyone to a different role so that they could... And for, get, got them to just perform the work from what they saw the other person doing at each moment or have all the good discussions we'd had about it. Cool. So even though they didn't have the movement detail there, we still put the, yeah, they, we still went through the entire piece from beginning to end it, with them all in another role. So that was interesting because it really, they all talked about how it like, broke their awareness wider apart. Um, so they were, like for example, some of the dancers said they hadn't even seen this other character for the, more than half the first the first half of the work, and so them being, yeah, it just shifted everything around a bit, which was really nice because it yeah heightened the work when we presented it again, or performs it. Um...
0: Well, that's again with the journey, isn't
1: it? That yeah.
0: you, know, you build a world or a show and then everybody has their journey through it. Yeah. And then the opportunity to decouple your identity or value or contribution from that journey mm. and just put it into another journey. Wow. Because <laughs> you wouldn't be good at that journey. No. You wouldn't be practiced at that journey and it wouldn't feel like you.
1: No.
0: But you have to still bring it.
1: Yeah. Yeah, You have to be inside it. Holy. Yeah. Um, What else?
0: I like this idea though that you you play or you make a mess, whatever is the version of the terminology that you want to use, (laughs) until something makes you feel something and then you trust your sensitivities as a maker or a craftsperson that that will make other people feel something as well.
1: Yeah, that
0: was the goal. And then you just try and foster that.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I'm not 100% certain about the method though. I think I'll continue to use it, but I, a lot of people still came after came to me after and so said like what were you trying to do? And that, I was like, ah oh, man, because I thought it was really clear. And we kept tightening it. I thought it even became a little too literal in the end because based on some people watching it, feedback, blah, 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 mm-hmm. we, like, kept making it more specific. So we're trying to, like, almost indicate when moments of conflict or the relationships, I think, between them, we were, like, really almost signposting. I thought it was a little too direct in the end. Okay. But I still have people being like, great, what was it? <laughs> what did I just watch? Um, but then... Like, for example, I. I I
0: would say I think the question, the the way to answer that question is to. Ask them the question of what did you just feel.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Because unless I'm I'm hearing you wrong, by saying that.
0: Yeah, it's like I. I don't care to explain to you what you just watched. I'm interested in what you just felt.
1: Yeah, and saw as well. Yeah. Like, how did they... Yeah. So, Lisa did a really... Facilitated the Q&A when we performed this. Yeah. And she did a really beautiful job. She asked... um, She said the thing that she likes about contemporary dance is people can bring their own stuff into it, blah, blah, blah. And then she asked what people saw, like you were just talking about, slightly. A little to the side, but yeah. Yeah. And then people mainly about the feeling. Yeah, 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 okay.
0: Because I about the impact yeah right uh i had a podcast with um this dude called mate and he was talking about he knows it's a good show mm. his or somebody else's when it haunts you wow nice when it has done something to you that comes back up
1: yeah. At a yeah yeah but yeah, that you awesome. can't just
0: leave it in the theater
1: yeah
0: and i funny. think i i think um the what you saw is a nice step in the right direction, yeah. but it sometimes leads us to um, charades.
1: Oh, yeah, yeah. Because
0: that's the game that we know clo- mo- most closely, closely linked with. Someone will do movements, and then I will say what I see. Yep, yep. <laughs> yeah. Whereas it's not, yeah, it's it's not like the the ultimate power. I think.
1: Yeah. Of no.
0: Crafting an experience, whether it's a a different type of um cocktail or, <laughs> or, or or a mural or i mean there's this excellent um ad campaign that Sydney Rail did that said the tagline was that we put a lot of effort into giving you a forgettable journey
1: a forgettable journey. Yeah, yeah, that's nice. Yeah, because wow. that's
0: exactly what you want from public, public transport. transport yeah. yeah, an ultimately forgettable journey.
1: Wow, that's clever. <laughs> yeah.
0: Um, so even Sydney Rail is thinking about your experience, experience as you pass through there. Yeah, how they're curating your experience over time. Yeah. Which isn't just a really nice way to think about it.
1: That is nice. Mm.
0: Which is not to, I mean, sometimes you don't need to know as the maker. You tell me, do you feel like it's good for you to hear what other people, how other people went through it? Or do you feel like you trust yourself enough to make this thing that you feel like needs to exist? Um. Or do you really want to, like, make the ice cream flavor and give it to someone and watch their face when they taste it?
1: Hmm. In the end, uh... I'm going to just talk about the solo again. I think because going through it, I didn't really know what it was until the day before. Well, actually. that's why we do it. That's yeah, why we yeah. have process. Yeah. Uh, but it felt like, but I was sure, I felt sure about a lot of it, even though I was unclear <laughs> about like what it what actually was. I felt sure. That's true. So, 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 yes, I was trusting that. And in the end, I was like, no, I want to put all these things on. I don't necessarily know how they're organized and whether they're organized. I, um, Yeah, it became more organised as we went along, but I think, yeah, I just... In the end, it was just trusting what I'd put together. Mm. Um, Yeah. I think I also trust... Yeah, I was trusting that I could bring in the delivery a lot, as we talked about before, Mm. and that that would really help or assist the through line and progression and... Yeah.
0: Yeah, it's funny the power that the performer holds, mm. whether the performer is the choreographer or not, that something is not really the thing until it is performed at that level. Yeah,
1: yeah, I or, agree.
0: Or with that depth, or.
1: Yeah, I think that became most evident to me when teaching younger um, kids or kids with less experience, um, people with, yeah, who hadn't been performing for as long, blah, blah.
0: Yeah, there's so many intangibles Mm. wrapped up in uh, Delivering your role as the executor of the movement. Yeah What's your biggest hope?
1: Um, I think think my biggest hope is for people and people that I know particularly and that they can find what they are looking for <laughs> or even or the thing that they, uh, I don't like saying need but the thing that their de- soul is desiring even if they don't know necessarily what it is. So like find this like sense of calm, internal like, calm or peace I think.
0: Is that what you're doing?
1: Um, I think I try just to give people as much love as I can, so that I can, like, so that I can kind of support them in that. Like, I know I can't solve people's problems at all, but I can, be try to be where they need me to be at that time that I'm with them,
0: mm. and,
1: or even um, if I'm not with them. Like, yeah.
0: And for yourself, do you feel like you're part of teaching and learning and growing and dancing and performing and being where someone may need you to be so that they can do the journey of finding what they're (laughs) after? Is all of that a structure for you to be finding the thing that you are after? (laughs) (laughs) Or is it not and it's just like a cool way to move through life and you actually you know, do crochet to find the things <laughs> you're after. Or origami or something. French word, the Japanese word.
1: I think... I think a bit of both. <laughs> like, yes, moving is serving me, of course, because I'm seeing people, like, learning also like becoming excited about moving, becoming excited about living sometimes with, when they're like, <laughs> becoming excited about moving, <laughs> when they're like, wow, my body can do, it. like, because it's about, like, for example, classes, it's about connection, they meeting and also about discovering, <laughs> but yeah, also I think, um, oh, I don't know, Just you don't have to know.
0: At all. I definitely notice in myself there are a few things that make me feel... Um, positive within my natural tendency towards nihilism. That I don't fundamentally believe, rationally or logically, that anything matters mm. over a long enough time scale. And at the same time, I take... Um, endless pleasure in the things you're talking about love and connection and exhaustion and (laughs) um and so in in one sense that's a way just for me to experience pleasure
1: Mm.
0: in the moment of being happy yeah um but in another way it's like a means that I can still think that nothing matters and maintain the, the person that I want to be in the world, which is <laughs> which is what you're talking about with these two things that like, are both happening at the same time, which is nothing matters, so let's love each other, rather than nothing matters, so we're all fucked. <laughs> yeah. So nice. Um, Is there anything that I haven't asked you that you, I don't know, that's been playing on your mind or that you're really inspired by or that you're really confused by?
1: Mm. It's not so big, but I'm, I'm about to attempt to move to another country, but I can just... I know I can feel myself so scared about it (laughs) but I'm like it's massive yeah but I can come back like it's not it's not it shouldn't be I think I shouldn't mm. (laughs) I want to be okay with it and for it to be easy in my brain but I can feel myself pushing back Mm. and like to the point of like I know my siblings are getting married in September and January and I could say yes to this teaching contact over September. (laughs) And so I feel like I'm just filling up my time as much as I can to be back here already. And I haven't even left and I'm like avoiding (laughs) these. But I do want to go because I feel like I'm ready for change (laughs) in that, like in a learning sense Mm. because I'm Feel comfortable in Brizzy at the moment, so I'm like, all right, come on, (laughs) it's time for something else. Um, Yeah. Yeah. I've also been thinking about family and that love that is inside of family because. Um, for example, I haven't had a house since I went to Israel last year, and my sister has a spare room, so I'm living with her and paying some rent. But I just rely on her and her fiance so much. and like how can like I feel like I kind of pay them back. I don't want to be dependent and I want to be able to repay all the time, but like what is repaying when it is inside of family when yeah, I've been thinking about that a lot. And this idea of that, it's, again, a commonly said thing that you sometimes disregard your family because you know they'll keep loving you, but I don't think that's so good. It's not the case, but mm. i was like, trying to, yeah, give. It's not giving back because it's so ongoing that you can't yeah. keep tally or tabs on it at all. Yeah. So then, like, is my sister tiring of having <laughs> me around? <laughs> um, yeah. I've been thinking about those things. Um.
0: I think, um, the idea of paying your own way is a lie. I don't think it's possible because I think anytime somebody is kind, anytime somebody does something that is helpful for anybody else, they're paying forward the luck or the love that has come to them. and this exactly what you said—that it's actually time scale the i that the idea of being able to pay someone back
1: mm. is
0: about a finite time scale. Yeah. And if you're existing over longer than a, a week or a year or whatever, then you realize the um, uh, futility of our our attempts at being. S- self-sufficient or independent or separated from each other in in debt like even the idea that you can live completely beholden to nobody by catching your own rainwater and having your own solar panels and stuff somebody in a factory is making those solar panels because you can't make them and there are countries where the clouds that drop rain on your rainwater tanks those clouds just fly over those countries and then don't drop rain and then eventually get to you and then drop rain. And so that's not to say that's now your water that you're independently, um, yeah, without relation to other people and other animals and trees and all, like all the things. (laughs) (laughs) But I like the idea that you're talking about that these different scales and ripples and value systems of love and over time, and keeping that in mind when you think about moving to another country mm. because comfortability is something that so many people are yearning and searching for yeah and then maybe it's not I don't know maybe we could rechristen that the idea of being comfortable and then needing to move on so that you can grow is actually a kind of discomfort yeah that it's it's a, a numbing rather than a comfortability in the way yeah, that if that you watch too many movies in a row <laughs> Like you get, and so that classic, take a seat, make yourself comfortable. You're like, that's not comfortable anymore.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah.
0: And I also think that there's a huge, I mean, this is what I have to tell myself to be resolved with mm, where I find myself is that there's, Such a gradient of assets that are acknowledged and assets that are not acknowledged because they are less tangible. Mm, yeah. And um, the asset of having someone in your life that listens to you is
1: hugely <laughs> lacking <laughs> acknowledgement. Yeah.
0: But so often, such a more dramatic benefit to your own mental health and stability than. Um, super allowance for example maybe, hopefully, maybe not when I'm 70 and I'll realise that I've been frivolous it's with my life. earning years but then in all of these things to to be living in a way where you are aware, are, are aware and sensitive to the people around you and how your being in their life is impacting them and hopefully for the better hopefully. Um then that is more revolutionary than the idea of polite independence.
1: Mm.
0: Hopefully. (laughs) I don't know if any of these things are true. (laughs) But I do hope that whenever I stay with my friends for free or friends of friends or family or whatever, that my being in their house for that time is a better experience than when I'm not there.
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: And I don't know what that means, or because I don't think it ultimately means convenience or lack of interruption or something. No.
1: Because
0: otherwise people would never have children.
1: Yeah, absolutely.
0: Because children are all about inconvenience and interruption. <laughs> <laughs> and they live in your house and they don't pay rent. I
1: think they're about more than that, yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah, exactly. That's the point. They're about more than that. And we hopefully are about more than
1: that to each other. Yeah.
0: Yep. And maybe making work or having experiences so that we can work with people through process to synthesize an experience Mm. for others is operating in that same framework of there is something that I need to do because I'm compelled to do it but at the same time I'm compelled to shape it in a way that you can be a part of it and hopefully it is positive for you as well yeah
1: yeah
0: yeah Hmm. well is that what you it sounds like that's what you're doing I think so it's like putting good shit into the world (laughs) (laughs) awesome Um, maybe that's it Corny
1: so for now. Okay, <laughs> thanks. Thank you.